Five Keys to Parenting with Purpose. I, I love teaching on, on two things, man. I love teaching on marriage because what God did and, and synthesized marriage is just a miracle. We're so grateful for his goodness, his grace in our marriage. And then also, I love teaching on parenting. I just believe it's so valuable and so important. And, and so what an opportunity we have to be able to just go into the Word of God and, and talk about parenting. So let's start in the book of Psalm. Let's start with Psalm 127, and let's start with verse number 4. Here's what it says. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gates. So let's read verse 4 again. Here's what it says. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Now, of course, you have to look at this scripture in light of when it was written. When it was written, you didn't go buy arrows. You didn't go down to Gander Mountain or order off Cabela's, and, and there was no Bass Pro Shops around the corner. There was, there was nothing like that that you would go buy a bunch of arrows. Arrows back then, when this was written, arrows were made. And so I, I can just imagine how they were made, that they would grab a stick, a branch, they would find something that was semi-straight or something that at least they could straighten. And so they would maybe begin to strip uh, branches off of it and they'd begin to whittle it down and they'd find some, you know, I don't know, duck maybe, a quail or some bird somewhere and grab some feathers, just pull some feathers off of it or, you know, and, and so they would begin to... They would begin the process of making an arrow. And I can imagine that it was a, a tedious process. It was something that was time-consuming and something intention. They had to think about it. They had to sit down. It took effort. It took energy. And so that is a picture of what I want to share with you over the Parenting with purpose takes effort. It takes energy. Come on, somebody. It takes, it takes time. You don't, you don't just raise great kids. It, it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just, well, how did you raise a great kid? I have no idea. No, there must have been something you did because they come out of the womb selfish. Right? They come out wanting their own way all the time. Their favorite word when they first get started is what? Mine. It's all mine. And so somewhere along the way, you have to whittle that down. You have to shape them, and you have to begin to say, no, no, no. One day, we're going to launch you. I maybe get 18 years to pull back the bow. For some, it's a little longer. For some, it's 20 years. For some, hopefully, it's not any more than 30 years. Some of you, we've got we got to talk if they're still, you know, if it's, you know, any longer. So, so I don't know how long it is, but usually it's around 18 years. My, my son is, is eight, you know, August 17th, he moves out. He's moving out, going to Bible school in Fort Lauderdale, and he's moving out of the house. So say a prayer for me and mom. We're in, we're in trouble, and I'm an emotional guy anyway, and so it's, I'm just going to be a wreck. And so so, but we've taken 18 years to pull back the bow, and then 
you launch them into the future. And if you do your job right, you launch them further than you've ever been yourself. They go farther. They do more. They, they go places. They, they build and they dream far beyond you. That's if you do your job right. So the Bible says they are arrows in the hands of a warrior. And so that takes all of this effort. How many of you know it, it doesn't just happen? But I've got good news for you today. Are you ready for the good news? The good news is this. You have the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. He is not wind. He is not a dove with fire coming out of its tail. He is not oil or water. He is not the force. Be with you. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is there to help you, to instruct you, to lead you, and to guide you. You also have this book. This infallible, perfect manual that teaches you how to raise children and answers every question that you will ever have. This is not just truth, it is absolute truth. I believe it from cover to cover, from the beginning to the maps, all of it, and it will tell you how to raise children. And over this series, we want to give you five keys that we find in the Word of God that tells you how to do that. And so you have the Holy Spirit's help, and you have that, this book right here, which is life. And it is our manual. It is our, our guide to how, for how to live and how to do anything, especially to raise children. So, so I want to start off just, just kind of telling you a couple things. First of all, i got to tell you, listen, Cynthia and I are so far from perfect when it comes to this. I, I, I do a, a series on parenting every year, and almost every time I do it, when I'm done, uh, someone will come up to me and say, Pastor, I wish I knew that 20 years ago. And I always reply to them, I wish I did too. A lot of what I, I teach on parenting, I've just learned in the last couple years with teenagers. Come on, somebody. I mean, I just, you know, sometimes it's the last week. I just figured it out this last week, and I'm teaching it to you. I just now got it, you know? And so it's not something that I've always put into practice, but, but listen, this is an evolving process. We're always learning, and I just want to encourage you, stay in the place of learning, Parents, you, you should be desirous. Somehow it clicked for Cynthia and I. We just, we've always desired to learn. When, when we go out with other couples who have great kids, you know, there's a couple that we're very close to that, that are missionaries that we've supported for years that have been to this church. And when we go out to dinner with them, we don't talk about ministry. I could talk to min, about ministry to a lot of people. But they've got three great kids that, that have all graduated and, and they're in the ministry and they're great kids and they love God with all of their heart. And so when I get down with, sit down with them, I say, listen, talk to me about parenting. How did you do that? How did you, how did you handle this situation? And I kind of present them situations and talk to, talk to us about how you walked your kid through all this because we want to learn. We haven't arrived, and, and many of you can, can come up here and you can tell me things I don't know that, that I would learn from. And so it's not that I've arrived. I'm just hungry to be able to do it right. And so I want to share with you just some things that, that other people have taught me, that God has shown me from the Word of God, that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. So I want to encourage you, man, just absorb it. And listen to me, grandparents, do not check out of this series. 
Don't say, hey, well, we've raised my kids. It's, it's somebody else. No, you still have influence. You may not have as much, but you still have influence. And you could still say something. You could still speak up. Huh? Listen, you're not worried about offending anybody anyway. If they get mad, cut them out of the will. Just cut them right out. Huh? Just say, that's it. You're out of the will. There goes the RV. You're not getting it. So, so you just cut them right out. No, listen, you still have influence. But we have many grandparents and several grandparents that, that are still very involved in, in raising their kids. Do not check out. You still have a voice. You can still speak in, in, into that situation and into that grandchild's life. And also, if you're single here today, man, promise you, do not check out if you're single. Or if you're married and you don't have children yet, you need to hear everything that the Holy Spirit is going to say to you over the life of this series. So I want to encourage you, man, just, just absorb it, just take it all in. We've made a lot of mistakes over, over these years, but, but you know, one thing that happened to us, and this really clicked for us, is, is we've been able to learn from, from really smart, intelligent people. When, when our kids were very little, we were living in North Florida, man. They were just babies. I've got 18, I've got a 15, and I've got a 5. And when the 18 and 15-year-old were just babies, we invited a couple from North Carolina to come to a parenting conference at our church in North Florida. And when they came, they told a story that I'll never forget that I tell every time I teach on parenting. And it just clicked for us. And it's just stayed with me over the years. Their names were Scott and Cindy Shear, and man, they had raised three great kids, three great teenagers who loved God and were serving God. So when they talked, man, Cynthia and I, we were just getting started on this thing, and so we were listening. Well, Scott told a story one day that I just thought was so impactful. He said he heard about a, a, a situation in a home where a young lady was watching TV downstairs on a couch with her boyfriend. They're watching a movie on a screen, and, and they were watching it in the dark, and the father came downstairs, and he looked at what was going on, and he saw the, his daughter with her boyfriend, and, and they were not even sitting close by each other. They had space in between each other. They weren't doing anything inappropriate. They were watching a movie that was, that was you know, an appropriate movie to watch. And, and so they were, they were just sitting there, and the father clicked on the light. And the daughter turned around and said, Dad, what are you doing? Don't you trust us? And he said, Honey, I trust you completely. It's the darkness I don't trust. And ever since he told me that story, I thought, that's it. Listen, I trust my kids but I don't trust the devil. I don't trust the internet. I don't trust technology. I don't trust friends that I don't know very well. I don't trust their parents that are clueless and completely checked out and, and have no idea what's going on with their kids. I don't trust any of that. I don't, I don't trust society. I don't trust the world that we live in today. Come on now. I, I don't trust any of that. So guess what? I'm all up in their business because I don't trust any of that. I trust my kids, but I don't trust all these other influences that are trying to shape them and form them and I'm trying to create this this straight arrow that I'm going to launch into the future and the devil's trying to bend it and make it crooked so that it goes nowhere and I don't trust that 
So I'm going to work, and I'm going to fight, and I'm going to do everything I can for my children. So let's just start. Listen, you have to know right off the bat, here's what I believe with all of my heart. The purpose of parenting is to raise godly adults. You have to know that. In fact, if you don't start there, then, then, then you're going to end up at the wrong spot. You have to start at the right location so that you can end up at the right location. And if you don't start with that knowledge, if you don't start with that understanding, then you're going to miss out on, on what God wants to do in the life of your kids. Listen, I say this all the time. The purpose of parenting is to raise a godly adult. Listen, the purpose of parenting is not to raise an educated adult or a talented adult or athletic adult. The purpose of parenting is not to raise a financially stable adult or, or a well-adjusted or independent adult. And the purpose of parenting is not to raise a happy adult. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But if you just make your kid's happiness the goal, the totality of what you want for your children, for them to be happy, then how many of you know they're going to run into situations where they go, well, this doesn't make me happy. You are going to raise very selfish children. If, if their happiness is your goal, they're going to be selfish. And guess what? They're going to have a tough time being married. Because marriage doesn't always make you happy. Somebody say, amen. Huh? Sometimes marriage makes you unhappy. You don't always get to do what you want to do. You don't always get to have your way. And so listen, happiness is not the goal. Raising a talented kid is not the goal. Well-adjusted, that's great. We want them to have great relationships. Financially stable, absolutely. That's, that's a necessity. You want them to have all those things and, and be independent and all that stuff. And, and, and listen, if they've got athletic gifts, great. That's my retirement plan. I'm looking at that for a retirement plan. I want, you know, Elias, he's five. He's built like a tank, and so I want him to sign a huge contract, buy me an island in the Caribbean, and hey, that's it, you know? I'll pastor here by video. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, so, so that's my goal. So listen, if you've if you got a kid that has some talent or has some abilities, nothing wrong with that, but that's not the goal. That's not the purpose. That's not where we're aiming our kids at. Our goal is godliness, holiness, purity, God's will, God's plan for their life. That's what we are aiming for. The purpose of parenting is to raise a godly adult. Godly adult. One that when they get in a situation, they know, hey, this is right and this is wrong. This is what God's will is for my life. And everything else pales in comparison. That they desire God above all else. Over the life of this series, I want, I want to give you some words that are going to help you, all right? Can I give you some parenting words? Just a couple parenting words. I'm not going to give you many. Just a couple that are really going to help you. Every Sunday, I want to give you a new word that you can take home and you can just say it all the time. Here's the word. Ready? Parenting word for today is inappropriate. We say it all the time to our kids, Huh? Hannah, you see that dress she's wearing? That's inappropriate. Hannah, those shorts, you see those shorts? That's inappropriate. Huh? That bathing suit, that is inappropriate. Fathers, I've taught you for years, 
You are the ones taking your daughter bathing suit shopping, not the wife. She's weak. Sorry, ladies, that's just the way it is. You're weak. You go for cute. We think like men. So we say that's inappropriate. Let me tell you how serious this is. I I know it's kind of funny, but listen, it's this serious. I had lunch on Friday with uh, a pastor friend of mine. Many of you know Greg Fritz was in town, and he's been here many times. And and so we had lunch on Friday, and he told me an amazing story on Friday. He was staying at a hotel not far from here. And he said, you wouldn't believe what happened the other night, Brian. He He said, I was here, and the police came. And they were here for hours because there was this incident at the bar. I said, what happened? He said, this 25-year-old man was hitting on this 12-year-old girl. And the dad went up to him and said, hey, man, don't talk to her. She's 12 years old. And the guy said, I don't care how old she is. And so they got a little bit of back and forth. Now, some of you wouldn't have even got that far. You know what I'm saying? Some of you, I would have had to go visit you in jail. How many of you were one of those guys? I'd be visiting you in jail, testifying before the judge. He's really a good guy. I, you know, I don't know what happened. He just, he lost it. That'd be me too. You might be visiting me in jail. Local pastor gets arrested. So here's what this dad did. This dad grabs the guy in a headlock and takes him down. And on the way down, the, the guy hits his head. You know, the 25-year-old kid hits his head. I'm so sorry. But he hits his head. You know, blood starts coming everywhere. But here's what's happened. Greg told me that he talked to the dad afterwards, and here's what the dad said. Well, she's never going to wear that outfit again. See, I'm serious when I say that there are things that are appropriate and inappropriate. That music is inappropriate. Huh? That TV show, that sitcom is inappropriate. Those websites, those are inappropriate. And we don't explain what that means to our kids. They know. We don't have to get... Listen, I don't get into these like verbal joust, sit down for an hour and discuss it. Huh? You want to know what inappropriate means? It means not appropriate. Look it up. (laughs) Just not appropriate. That's what it means. And you know what? It's my house. I'm the parent. You're the child. That's another phrase you need to learn. I'm the parent. You're the child. I determine what's appropriate, and I determine what's inappropriate, and that is inappropriate. And it's not going to happen in this house, and it's not going to happen anywhere near you, okay? It's inappropriate, and so we're not going to get into this back and forth. I've said what I've said. That's all there is to it. I'm not going to discuss it anymore. This conversation is over. Now, do you want to go get something to eat? We'll go out. We'll hang out. It's fine. I I still love you, but the conversation's over. It's inappropriate. Amen? That'll help you. So it's just today's parenting word to help you to to use on your kids. So I want to talk to you a little bit about five keys for parenting. Now, don't get nervous. I'm only going to get to one today. All right? So we're not going to get all five in. So we're not going until 2 o'clock. We're going to end on time. But we're just going to get to one. The first one I want to give you, the first key that really is going to unlock something that I believe is going to be uh, helpful for you to get to your kid's heart is this, consistency. Now, maybe you wouldn't have started there, but that's where I'm starting. Because I've met too many parents 
who are inconsistent. And as a parent myself, let me tell you, there's a huge temptation to be inconsistent. I've seen too many parents, you know, when they count, count kind of like this. Johnny, you better cut that out. No, don't do that, Johnny. I'm going to count. I'm going to count to three, young man. If I get to three, ooh, you're so much trouble. One, Johnny, I'm telling you, I'm serious. Now, two, don't you do that. Three, oh, now, listen, you better. Well, I'm going to count one more time. One, you know those parents. Come on now, some of you are those parents. Stop it. Listen, you need to be consistent. If you say you're going to do something, you need to do it, man. You need to back it up. You need to say, hey, listen, if you do that one more time, you are going to get a spanking. Listen, I've got a five-year-old, boy, that tries us with every fiber of his being. I went out the other day, Cynthia said, buy some more wooden spoons. Ours seem to be, <laughs> ours seem to be missing. And so I got home, and I said, Elias, I bought you something. He comes running, Daddy, what'd you buy me? Woo, I bought you five wooden spoons. Huh? He wasn't so thrilled. You know, he's already broke one of them. How'd that break? I have no idea how that broke, Dad. Well, I'll tell you how the other one's going to (laughs) break. You know? And so he knows if you do it one more time. Now, listen, you may count or you may not count. That's that's up to you. We'll, We'll talk about discipline and we'll talk about spanking and we'll talk about what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. And we'll get into that during this series But whether you count or don't count, I've never been a huge fan of counting. I grew up in a house where I told you my dad counted after he hit you. Boom! One. (laughs) Two. It's like the referee's in the corner, you know, with the smelling salts. I'm waiting for the eight. So, So I grew up in, how many of you grew up in one of those houses? You know what I'm talking about now. Yeah, there wasn't no counting going on. Now, you, you weren't blessed with a counter for a parent. Yeah. So whether you count or don't count, whatever method you use, listen, be consistent with it. I can tell you that's, that's so important. If you are inconsistent, buddy, they will try you. If you say to them, if you do it one more time, you're going to get a spanking, you better deliver the spanking. If you say to them, if you do that, you're going to lose your phone for the next five hours. It better be five hours. If you say one day, it better be one day. If you say a week, guess what? It's not three days. It's not two days. And then you finally give in. If you say a week, it better be a week. You better mean what you say. And here's why that's so important. Because if you are inconsistent, if you do not mean what you say, they will run into the teacher who does. Or the police officer who does. Or the boss who does. Huh? Or the drill sergeant. They're going to run into an authority figure who is consistent. And here's what's more important. One day, 
they're going to encounter a God who means what he says. Can I just share with you some scriptures? Hebrews chapter 13 says this. Jesus Christ is the same. What? Yesterday, today, and forever. That's it. In Numbers, let me read to you from the book of Numbers. Numbers talks about the fact that God does not change. Numbers says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Listen to this. Has he said it, and will he not do it? Has he spoken it, and will he not make it good? Listen, Mom, listen, Dad. If you've said it, huh? If it's come out of your mouth, you better do it. If, if it's a principle that you've applied, you better make good on it. Because one day, they're going to encounter a loving God who loves them with all that, that he has, who is crazy in love. He doesn't just have love. God is love. And he loves them. He's crazy about them. But guess what? God means what he says. And there are consequences to action. And they need to learn that from you. They need to learn that, listen, listen, when you say it, you mean it. Amen? And so it's so important and so valuable for you to do this. Listen, this is why this is so important. And I'll end with this story. When the Columbine shooting happened in the 90s, and many of you might remember that, that thing that took place where two guys named Eric and Dylan went into a, shoot, a school and began to shoot the classmates. Do you remember how shocking it was? Because it was the first time it had happened in our nation. Where they just began to target kids and they just went in and systematically, we were so unprepared for it. We were so shocked by it. As they targeted person after person, many of them Christians, but do you know what, in the aftermath of, of that event and the stories that came out afterwards, we found out that there were parents who were oblivious, clueless to what was going on in their kids' lives. We found out that, listen, there were parents who were told by the children, don't go in my room. My room is off limits. Huh? You don't go in this section of the garage. This is ours, and, and you're not to go in. Let me just tell you how important this is. This series is, and, and, and these five keys are. Let me just tell you how important it is. If those parents would have went into the rooms, they'd have found weapons. They would have found tactical gear. They would have, they would have just looked on a computer. Uh, they, would have, they would have searched. They would have just done a quick, quick search on the, on the history of that computer. They'd have found all these websites. Huh? And they could have saved lives. Listen to the lives that they could have saved. Not just those other kids. Of course, that's, that's so important. But among the deaths in that tragic event were their own children's lives. Those two kids, Eric and Dylan, took their own lives the lives of so many of their classmates. Let me just tell you, this is how important this series is. As we get ready to go back to school, and I know many parents are getting ready, I know many people are still out on vacation, you can just see they're, they're gone, but, 
But as you prepare to, for school and, and for college maybe or for different things, nothing's more important than preparing them for this area of their life. God's plan, God's purpose. Instead of putting all of our energy into those other pursuits, which are necessary and good and right, and we do it ourselves. Our kids play sports. We know what it's like to be a taxi and to go to practices. We know what that's like. There's nothing wrong with that. But our main focus, our effort, our energy is not in education or talent or athletic ability or being well-adjusted or being independent or being happy. No, that's not our main focus. We don't put the majority of our efforts into that and even our finances. Here's what we do. We try as best as we can to put our efforts into them being godly. It's that important. Would you do this this morning? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? And I want to pray with you and I want to pray today specifically for families, but I also want to pray for individuals here today. I just want to pray for you. I I really believe this series is going to help somebody. Just going to help somebody. It's going to help a grandparent be able to see something's wrong. Something's not right there. And I think I need to speak up, and I think I need to invite somebody over, and we need to have a cup of coffee, and we need to have a talk, because I see something just out of order. I really believe it's going to help some single adults or some, maybe some young couples here that don't have children yet. I believe it's going to help them as they prepare for those days. I believe it's going to help some parents of some young children who still have such a long road ahead for you. And I'm so glad you're learning some of these principles now. I'm grateful that I've learned them. I still have a five-year-old at home who's got a long way to go and And I've still got a lot yet to learn. And maybe you're here today and you're the parent of a teenager. Or maybe you're the parent of an older teen. They're getting ready to launch. And you've only got a short little window left. Just a small little window. It's time to make some adjustments, make some changes. Right now is that time. So let me pray for all of you today. As we go before God and just just get this area of of our life right as best we can. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you bow your heads? Would you get ready to pray with me today? In the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every person that came into this place. I thank you for them, God. Father, I thank you today that right now there is in their heart just a readiness to learn, God. Just to absorb, to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them to instruct them. God, you're the greatest parent of them all. You're our Father. And you're the most consistent. God, you always mean what you say. Your love is consistent. Your discipline is consistent. Your purpose, your plan for our life, it never fails. So, Father, I pray that right now in Jesus' name, you would begin to touch every heart. Lord, as we begin to assess our life, as we begin to, begin to look at the areas where we may need some minor adjustments, or some here today may need to make some major adjustments and changes in the home. Lord, I thank you today that you are strengthening them. I thank you today, God, that you are beginning to allow grace to lead them to a place, God, 
where they can make these necessary adjustments and changes. Would you do this this morning, each person? Would you just put your hand over your heart with me today? Can we do this today? I'm including myself in this prayer. Cynthia and I, we've got so much to learn. We've got a long way to go. But we have the Holy Spirit. Can we invite him into our life afresh and anew today to lead and guide us? Lord, this is such a critical area. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come on, would you make that your prayer today? Holy Spirit, we welcome you today into our life to lead and guide us. Outside of loving our spouse, in the home, it's the most important job we'll ever have on this earth. And so, Father, we thank you today, God, that you have given us the Holy Spirit. You've given us the Word of God. And we want to begin to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, illuminate His Word to our life so that we can begin to apply these keys in our home to see our children go further, do more than we've ever done in our lifetime. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Can we give God praise today? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.